This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3113 for Wednesday the 8th of July 2020. Today's show is entitled Open JDK 15 Unsafe Garbage. It is hosted by Daniel Person and is about 15 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is we take a quick look at what is coming in JDK 15. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hello hackers and welcome to this podcast. My name is Daniel Persson and I'm going to talk about JDK 15. And JDK 15 has general availability the 15th of September and is now in that ramp down phase 1 uh, where they have forked off the main line and now everything is set they know what's going to be in this release. They're just looking for bug fixes and trying to iron out the last things in this release. So let's talk about what's in it. First off, we have the Edward Curve Digital Signature Algorithm uh, JEP339. And this is a very interesting one. It's an encryption method uh, using a curve. And you can think about it as if you have, let's say, a sine curve. It's not the sine curve in this case, but let's say that it is that. And you put pick a point on that curve and then draw a line through that point until it hits another part of that curve. And depending on the actual line, how it's... Uh, pointing you will get another point <laughs> and the new point is very hard to actually figure out if you don't know the line's slope and you don't know which curve it's used in the edward curves you know which curves are used but you don't know the slope of the line which means that it's very hard to figure out what's the next value in this sequence is going to be but if you have the current value and you have the slope, you, it's very easy to find the next point in the curve. Um, next up, we have sealed classes, JEP360. And this is something that I don't really like. I'm doing a lot of open source, source work and I don't really see a reason for this. <laughs> Uh, this is a way that you as an implementer can say that this interface or this 
abstract class that I built here can only be implemented by these subclasses. So you are restricting the way a thing can be reused. Maybe there is a case where you can find some reason for this. I don't really see the reason. Next up, we have hidden clauses. This is another thing that I don't really see the reason for. It's where you have your API or you have your uh, library and you are using some reflection in order to find other clauses, but you don't want anyone else to use these clauses. So you can put them as hidden so you can find them inside of your library with reflection, but nobody else can actually use them. Next up, we have remove Nashhorn JavaScript engine, the JEP372. And I didn't really know that there were a JavaScript engine in Java, uh, but it has been there for a very long time. I think one of my old colleagues used it to evaluate some statements in um, something that he built, but it's not widely used and is therefore removed in this release. It was deprecated in earlier releases. Next up, we have JEP373, which is re-implementing the legacy, uh, legacy datagram socket. And the datagram socket is something that is used in networking and is implemented of or reused of with a lot of different things that you are using in your networking, but it was implemented in a bad way. So it didn't really scale. It didn't really, well, weren't really efficient and so on. And the API was very hard to use. So now they have uh, created a new API and they have re-implemented these clauses. It might not be something that you will use, but it might change the performance of other clauses that you use. Next up, we have JEP. 374, disable and deprecate bias locking. And this was a function that was uh, implemented earlier when you have less CPUs and less powerful PCs. And they actually gave a specific thread and bias when it comes to locking, which made it more proficient at actually uh, handling those locks. But as we are more CPU, more power, we can put locks on different threads and then resume whenever they are unlocked. Next up, we have JEP375, pattern matching for instance of. And this is really powerful and really interesting. If you have an if statement, for instance, where you say this object, is it an instance of a string, for instance? Then in this case, you can actually say, is this object an instance of string and then a variable name? And that means that you can actually say, if this is a string, I want you to call it S. So you don't have to cast it to a string. You will just get a variable name. And then you can reuse that inside of the scope of the next block uh, where this sta uh, instance statement is, which means that you have less code and more readability. Uh, they're still looking into this and see that the actual API gets as good as possible. This is the second preview, but it will be released in later versions of Java. Next up, we have some garbage collection. We have the JEP 377 and 379, and these are ZGZ and Xenua. 
And I'm not really sure what the difference of these are. I've looked at some benchmarks. Some of them are better at reading. Some of them are better at writing. Some of them are better at actually collecting some kind of objects. Large objects are easier for one and small objects are easier for the other. But to summarize these functionalities is that you have two approaches to creating a garbage collector that can have very low latency on large volumes of memory. So these are for systems where you really need low latency, less than 10 milliseconds for a garbage collection. So if you have that specific need, I think you should look into different benchmarks and find what of these will be most beneficial for your use case. I think these are very special and very specific for a specific use case and not something that you will use in your general Java development. Next up, we have JEP378, and these are the new text blocks. So you can actually put in three double quotes, and after that you can type a long block of text, you can align it to a specific uh, side, and you can also tell it if you want it to keep spacing or if you want to remove spacing. Uh, but in short, you can type multiple lines of text within one string without concatenation. So this is very powerful and really interesting and something that I think I will use when I'm starting to use JDK 15. It's released in this version, it's final, so you can start using it. Next up we have JEP381, removing Solaris and Spark ports. And these are things that they have maintained in the Java uh, JDK for a long time. And I have used Solaris machines because we had a lot of Solaris machines at, the, at my university. And I've also tried to use the Spark ones. But these machines are not commonly used uh, today. And therefore, they will remove these ports in order to spare some of the development time of Java. They were deprecated in a few uh, earlier release and now they are gone. Next up, we have JEP383, Foreign Memory Access API. So this is an API where you can handle memory that is not in your Java process and is not really accessed by the common Java memory APIs. So for instance, if you want to write directly to the memory of your graphics card, for instance, when you want to do machine learning, it could be very beneficial to do that. Then they had an API earlier for this, but it was very hard to use. And it all were also restricted because they were using old Sun um, methods that were not allowed or not generally available for the public. But now they have created an API where you can access memory directly using Java in a good API. This is in a second incubator, so it's not ready for prime time, but it's a second try where they're trying to figure out how this API should look and how it should work. Next up, we have JEP 
384 Records. It's also the second preview and Records is very interesting. In this case, you have something you call a record, you give it some uh, members and then the API will create the rest for you. So a record will have a constructor, it will have all the getters, it will be immutable, it will have equals, hash code, and compare, and everything will be created for you. You only need to tell, him, tell the system what should be in my record, what kind of data do I want in it, and the rest will be handled by the system. So you can write a lot less code and have uh, pure data classes called records. And last but not least, we have 385, the deprecation of RMI activation. And it should be removed in later versions. And the RMI activations is something that is used in uh, app servers and, and other kind of um, implementations where you have some long running process and then you will create or activate different services that will not be a part of that execution. It will be kept in the J, uh, J, JVM and will be running and you can send messages to it and get data back. And the system will actually, or the JVM will actually have the responsibility of keeping this service activated and running for you. So if it dies, the JVM will start it up again. Uh, but it's not commonly used and there are better ways to do that now. So it will be removed in later versions. So this was JDK 15. I hope that you found this interesting. Is this something that you will use? For instance, I want you to tell me in the comments if you like sealed classes or hidden classes, or if you have some use case that I haven't think thought of that you find that these are very useful for, then please leave a comment so I can learn more about that. And that's it for me, Daniel, signing off, and remember to use more open source. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.